0: Welcome to Ag Credit Set It, the podcast for farm newbies and seasoned professionals alike. In each episode, our hosts sit down with experts from across the agriculture industry to bring you insights, advice, and must have information on all things rural living, from farming to finances and everything in between. So let's get to it.
1: Welcome back to Ag Credit Set It. Brenna and Libby here today with a little bit of different type of an episode.
2: Brenna, I'm super excited because this week is February 19th through 26th is the FFA week, and we wanted to do an episode geared towards FFA students. Today we have a few special guests joining us. First, I'll be talking to Adam Cahill from the College of Food, Agriculture, and Environmental Sciences at Ohio State to talk about careers in ag. Then, Brenna will be chatting with a few local farmers from her area about some lending programs for young and beginning farmers.
1: Before we jump in, let's talk a little bit about the FFA. At Ag Credit, we support in a variety of ways. We sponsor the 110% award each year for all local FFA chapters. This award is given to students that have given 110% to their chapter throughout the school year.
2: We love re- rewarding students that um, are doing going above and beyond um, for their chapter. Um, Our branches and our corporate level, we also help with different career development events. We give presentations um, really on anything from finance to lending um, to credit scores, anything um, that we can help the FFA um, out with. We love to support the students in volunteer activities and just be involved with, with their chapters. So, Brenna, before we get started with our interviews, I want to know what was your favorite memory from being in FFA or memories?
1: Oh, gosh, I'd have a whole slew. But I think every year when we did this week for FFA week, we, we did each day the school had something to do, like whether it was farmer day. So they dressed up as farmers and stuff and came to school we did a petting zoo for the elementary school. So the kids from the elementary school would walk across the parking lot over to the high school shop and we'd have, everybody would bring in all different types of animals. So I always loaded up the cattle and brought that in and, um, had them there all day and that kind of thing. So that was always fun to see the little kids come, you know, walking through the shop and they got to see what the the FFA was about kind of. So that was always fun. Um, we always did the farm Olympics in the school gym. So like the hay bale toss or the straw toss or whatever, and all sorts of stuff like that. So, but of course there was always tractor day too. So that was probably the biggest event. There were several times we were in the paper and all that kind of stuff, just because we everybody drove their tractors to the school. So that was always entertaining. Oh, <laughs> but
2: absolutely. I think that's a lot do? of people's memories.
1: Yes, exactly. So what did you do?
2: So we had, during FFA week, we always did Ag Olympics too, and when I was in high school, we were my group and my class, we were very competitive on different things that we did. And I know that our FFA today still has continued, um, continued that tradition of having the Ag Olympics. One of my favorite memories was my very last time going to National Convention to get my American degree. Um, I was also up as a finalist for the National Poultry Proficiency Award. Um, and so that just seemed like a family award. And finally the last one of us three, we finally got got to that stage um and it was just a fun family celebration the whole program of FFA I just think is absolutely awesome and amazing and having that impact on the students I mean even when I would go before I was in high school with my brothers um, doing their thing I was just in awe of state convention and things like that and just the impact that it had on the students so I I think you would agree we love FFA we, we will support it and I credit Ed Credit would do the same, so. All right, let's go ahead and get started with our interviews and we'll start here with Adam Cahill. Welcome Adam, we are happy to have you join us today. First off, can you tell us a little bit about your role at the university?
0: Sure, uh, thanks, Libby. My name's Adam Cahill. I manage the Career Development Office for the College of Food, Agricultural and Environmental Sciences at the Ohio State University. Uh, quite the mouthful there, but we do a lot of great work for, for students um, as a first and center point of our business, but we also work with a lot of other people, alumni, employers, uh, businesses, uh, nonprofits, you know, you name it. There's, a, there's an organization and a group that the Career Development Office definitely does work with because our main goal is to try to make sure students are well-prepared uh, for going out into the industry and, and getting and gaining employment, or going to grad school or professional school, but we also want to work with our uh, counterpart businesses and industry representatives so that they can find good employees and help once again keep the cycle of great careers within food, agricultural, and environmental sciences moving forward. Uh, because you know, ultimately, we, we really are a, a backbone college and industry uh, that helps keep the world moving. And you know, we sustain life. You know, that's what our, our dean does, says all the time: is you know, we sustain life, and that is definitely true with what we do. and uh, the Career Development Office does everything we can to try to help push that uh, forward uh, for all the students and employers we work with.
2: Absolutely. I know that I am a product of the college and your help as well. And even you've helped add credit find employees um, from your college as well. So somebody told me that the college is known for just being an ag college and not having anything else to offer. Can you explain a little bit more and tell us what the College of Food, Ag and Environmental Sciences truly is other than just an ag
0: school? Oh, yes. You know, that's that's, uh, you know. Something we, we hear all the time, and you know, depending on when you potentially interacted with the college, you know, you, you potentially have a different viewpoint of you know who we are and what we do. And you know, the College of Food, Agricultural, and Environmental Sciences, or what we sometimes call it CFAES, has a lot to offer. And you know, just in the name itself, food, agriculture, and environment. You know, those are all the, the three major sciences we deal with, and everything that we do kind of falls into that. And uh, we have careers galore um, across the board, and thankfully, all the industries that we interact with are, are doing quite well, uh, you know, and we could, we could never run out of students for all the different types of jobs that are out there for the industries that we support. And, you know, everyone needs clean water. They need food to eat. They need shelter. You know, they're looking to make sure they're educating themselves on what's going on in the environment. You know, so all things that we cover within, within our college and it, it's exciting. And sometimes it's those things that uh, people don't always think about, you know, because they're thinking, oh, it's, this is agriculture. They don't deal with nothing with the food. They just, they just grow the crops. But no, we, we develop the food as well. The food scientists that are out there looking at, you know, how do I break down an allergen? So that people who have that that problem can then eat that and consume that that food product, you know, how do we take sustainability and make it something that can be used on every aspect of our life? So we can use less resources, be more productive, you know, uh, spend less money and get greater outputs. You know, all those various things that are some of the few and of many things that our college puts out there that our students learn about that our alumni then put to put into practice uh, when they are out there in the industry and beyond.
2: That is so exciting to hear all the different careers that. Are out there and within, you know, I'm an alumni of Ohio State, like I said, to see that what what all is offered within our college that I didn't even know about. I'm curious of if you can talk on what are some of the most popular career paths that people think when we are going through, um, when we think of CFAES, um, and then, what are some of the unique uh, career paths that some people don't think about, especially kids that are in FFA, aren't your kids that are going back to the farm right now. Um, we have a lot of kids that are in leadership or from the city, and, like you said, are looking at different um, different career paths other than coming back to the farm.
0: Yeah, I, I love the word popular. Um, every program is popular to those that are in it. And it's, you know, one of those things that it also makes it very unique. And, you know, I love that word unique because every one of our majors is a unique major because the majority of the population may not think about it as a major that's in CFAS. You know, a great example of that is we have a construction systems management program. You know, most people are like, that's in, that's in your college. I'm like, well, yeah, you know, it's not just working around an orange barrel. It's developing the, the, the project management, the estimating, doing the blueprints, you know, it's managing people, products, resources, you know, and, and that's a very, you know, unique program that we have that is oftentimes discovered by students, students after the fact they've already started college and they don't start maybe into that program after a year or two. And it also makes it a very popular program once it's found out about, you know, and and we've got, you know, dozens of those similar types of programs at not only a bachelor's level, but at an associate's degree level. And that's, again, another thing that makes us very unique and popular is that we do offer associate and bachelor's degrees. Oh, not to mention graduate degrees, advanced degrees, et cetera. So, you know, no matter on what kind of program you're looking at, we're going to have something that that relates to food, agriculture, and environmental sciences. You know, in general, our plant science programs that, you know, many students are taking biology classes anyways. You know, you're in high school, you're in FFA, you're in 4-H, whatever that may be, you're going to take biology. You know, we have plant science programs that are going to take that biology component and really put it to good work. That can make it very popular if you think about putting it to application for plants. I know your organization does a lot of work with farmers, uh, people looking for various aspects of how they can grow their businesses. One way to do that is do you know your products, you know, the plant science behind it and you guys help support them from another aspect of that. So, um, you know, another big thing is sustainability. We have an environment, economy, development, sustainability major called EADS. It is a very popular program. It's still relatively new. Um, That's why a lot of people may not know about it, but it's, you know, students looking at how they can, you know, take environmental sustainability and put it to good practice, you know, and not just for agriculture, but for all industry areas that are out there. And, you know, it's it's very unique. It's very different, but, you know, sustainability is a huge thing in our market right now. And if, if we're going to be able to support the growing population of the world, you know, that's going to have to become a forefront part of our, our, our ecosystem that we do have. And I can't go without saying, you know, Popular in terms of the numbers, our enrollment, animal science, agribusiness, also very popular, just that a lot of students enroll in those programs. You know, business is everywhere. You guys are one of those. Ag Credit you know, hires a lot of our bi- agribusiness students uh, at both the associate and the bachelor's degree level. So, um, very important there, as well as in our animal science. So, taking care of animals across the gamut there. Pre veterinarian science, a big popular program there. That's probably one of our least unique because it has a lot of students in it. Everyone, you know, those what a veterinarian is it's one of those top top careers that is out there Um, but animal science has so much more to offer than than just the veterinary part because you're there's nutrition there's animal care and handling there's reproduction Um, you know across the board uh, you know we just have a lot to offer and the biggest thing we just try to get students to understand is that just getting out there and exploring uh, and learning about these things is big you know culinary science uh one of our newer programs you know looking at what is the science behind developing food products you know you could be a uh, person who's developing new menus for a, a food-based company you know what do those things look at from the nutrition side of things um, that's where the culinary science degree can come into so like i said i can keep going on and on about all the various types of unique and cool careers uh i you know I, i've been in this role for for quite a few years and you know helped a lot of students helped a lot of alumni w- with our career development team and there's still new careers and job postings that get sent to us that we've never heard of uh, that are new um, emerging careers that are out there i know when i first started Started drones weren't really that very popular, even a thing. Now drone drone jobs are very prevalent. There's a lot of job opportunities for being drone operators, as another example. So, um, you know, it's just one of those great things that because of the advancement of science and technology um, that our college and our industries get into. Um, I don't think there's ever going to be a place where we can stop and say, "Oh, these aren't going to be unique anymore," because we're we're, we're always growing and we're always evolving.
2: I think. I think I can say for everybody. I think we all just learned something because I definitely learned something about my being an alumni and not knowing some of the majors and career paths that people could take within the college. One thing that I think the college does a great job of is once you get into a major, and then there's so many classes that you can take from other other classes or minors, and there's a lot that you can. You get a taste of and you get a lot of experience. Um, especially like I I was ag ed, then I switched to ag business. And just when I did that, it was like, oh wow, my world just opened up. I really can do just about any job in ag having that business background and then having that minor to focus on a little bit more. But I just I mean it's there are so many opportunities within our college. Are you guys Still requiring students to I guess maybe not requiring but encouraging students to do internships and do you see a lot of kids getting benefit out of those internships Um, and maybe seeing a different path that they want to take with having that on job experience.
0: I'll definitely answer that don't think I didn't notice you that little you know get a taste of what all the programs are so well done there, building in the taste piece there. We we always love it when when alumni can can learn a little bit more and build in those those nice little puns. Uh, No. um, no, What was your question again. No, just kidding. Internships. Yes. uh, Yes, our college is very unique. We are, are one of the few colleges that require our students to complete an internship to graduate, and that is still in place. Um, so, you know, all of our students are going to graduate having completed an internship or some kind of a capstone project related to their program. Um, and, and that initially started up from industry feedback um, when they say, you know, we want students with more experience, more background. And that's that's where our internship requirement really came into play there. And, you know, um, our students are, are graduating with that extra hands-on experiences that they're going to have related to their major program And, and sometimes that can really help them solidify what they want to do and sometimes it can really help them learn about you know i want to take a little bit of a tangent and try something else and that's where like you mentioned that minor combination can come into play where you know i have a major i have a minor i've done an internship maybe i did a study abroad somewhere and all of these factors really come into play in helping them really mold what their career interests are what they've explored you know and and we really, really are excited about how our students come out of those internship experiences. You know, many of them, and if not all of them are going to have at least one. Some are going to do two internships. We have some students that will do nine internships.
1: Oh wow. <laughs> I, think,
0: I think that's the record from what I can recall over my time here is, is nine different experiences. And they didn't get credit for all of them, I'm pretty sure. But they had nine (laughs) different employments where they learned a new skill, networked, gained something that they didn't have before they could put to practice in their future careers. And and that's what we're really looking to get out of that internship experience is to have students learn, explore, and network so that they can become a better prepared um, student, worker, and citizen that they're going to be out there once they graduate.
2: Networking, when you say networking that and that is such a key piece. And then I think a lot of kids students will realize, and even business people, how small the AG world really is when you realize when you go out and network with people. Um, speaking of, I guess networking and going down back down to um, the high school students and learning to network with some different people in different colleges um, and universities what it would be the best way for um, students who are interested in coming to um, CFAES, or I guess going on to secondary school, what, what is the best way for them to learn about different careers and internships or, and how can they best prepare to come to the college?
0: Yeah. The the good thing is that there are a lot of ways to, to make that happen, depending on what kind of style of a learner you are, you know, um, going on the internet, searching the websites, you know, careers in blank, food, science, agriculture, environments, you know, that's a simple, easy beginning start there. Um, Another easy one is just talking to alumni who work in the industry, folks, folks like you um, that are going to be out there that have lived it themselves, that are working it um, and just asking them questions. You know, uh, another (laughs) kind of very simple thing, I say, go to your local county fair and just walk around and talk to people. Talk to the exhibitors. Talk to the companies that are there. Talk to the other youth that are showing an animal, presenting a project, um, you know, doing a leadership speech. You know, that are running for the royalty courts. You know, all the various things that are out there. They've all have some kind of a connection or exposure to careers in food, agriculture, and environmental sciences, whether they know it or not. And you know, that's a great way. Once again, it's it's very um, uncommittal. You're just having conversations, you're meeting people, Um, you know, and and I mentioned this kind of earlier is that high school biology class. Just take science classes in high school, physics, biology, chemistry. Those are all foundational elements for careers in food, agricultural and environmental sciences. The next step is then just exploring not just the standard, Okay, I'll be an engineer, but I'm going to be maybe a food engineer. And taking it one step further and exploring the different types of careers within food, agriculture, and environmental sciences. Um, and, and another great way is to just connect to your college uh, that's, that's close to you and just do a visit. You know, we all have visit programs that are out there. Uh, ours is called Experience Ohio State for a Day, EOFD. So if you just got there and search Ohio State EOFD, you know, you'll find a great way to come visit our program. Uh, come for a day, you meet some faculty. Um, typically, someone from the career development team will be there to interact with you and answer questions. And you you really get to just be on campus and explore careers see what it's like to be a college student and, and we have that at both our uh, columbus campus and at our uh, associate degree campus up at the cfa yes, worcester up at ati um, so once again a lot of opportunities to get out there explore learn network um, it really just comes down to taking that first step and clicking on a website or just talking to somebody
2: i would 100 percent agree with you and just Get, making sure you do that, that college visit, I think, was um, definitely the winner for me. Um, I was debating between the Ohio State University and Capitol. And when I went to my college visits, definitely um, Ohio State captivated, captivated me and especially CFAES um, because it was just, it was a great experience. Well, Adam, I cannot thank you enough for joining us here for FFA week. Um, We have learned, at least I have learned a lot and I hope our listeners have learned a lot and hopefully we'll get some more students to come down your way um, and have some careers and go through the College of Food, Ag, and Environmental Sciences and then be the future in ag um, in our agricultural industry. So thank you for being with us.
0: Yeah, so we definitely appreciate the time. And like I said, the biggest thing is just start that first step by asking some questions, checking us out. But we, we are always here to help and, and really help students explore what's out there. Uh, we we could always take more students in food, agriculture, and environmental sciences. I I know the businesses and employers that I work with and the career team works with, we are always being asked for more and more people to hire. So you know come come visit us, come learn more. And as I said you guys are doing a great job at Ag Credit to help us uh, make that mission it really become a thing and helping educate students um you know for these types of careers. And we really appreciate it. So once again, thank you for your time.
1: Thank you. Thanks, Adam and Libby. It's Brenna here and I'm in Wakeman, Ohio at Mattis Winery. I'm meeting today with two of Ag Credit's young beginning small farmers, Hayden and Hunter Mattis. Thank you guys both for joining us.
3: Thank you for having us. Thanks for having us.
1: Why don't we go ahead and start with you guys just telling us a little bit about your operations and how you guys got started and everything. So Hunter, let's go ahead and start with you.
4: Uh, I'm Hunter Mattis, I'm 26 years old. I farm alongside my brother, dad, and grandfather. I also own a custom cover crop application business, and I also work full-time for a municipality in their water department.
1: Okay, Hayden, why don't you go ahead and tell us a little bit about yourself and your operation.
3: Well, I'm Hayden Mattis, I'm 21 years old, farm alongside my dad, my brother, and my grandfather suppose I work a full-time job. I also sell seed, continue working on the malting company. I guess that's about it.
1: Go ahead and tell us a little bit about your malting. How did you get into
3: that? So with the malting, my dad, my brother, and I, back in 2013, my dad got a wild hair and wanted to grow barley for the brewing industry. We started making it in Plastic cups in the back room of the winery and well, it just kind of blew up from there and we tore it in 2000 and I guess the following summer in 2014 we tore apart my grandparents barn just started building equipment We didn't know what we were doing just kind of got thrown to the wolves and Fortunately, we're all kind of handy when it comes to different things like hunters electrical. I like building
4: stuff Dad's like a jack of all trades, so. It's just been a whole erector set over the years, trial and error and tinkering and constructing.
3: Yep, and we've gotten, we've, it's been a long, hard process, but, you know, as we've grown in that business and, you know, every day we're still working on it, there's still processes that we're learning, there's, I guess there's no golden bullet and there ain't no book out there that's going to teach you unless you get your hands in on it and i guess start doing it so you
1: guys are just like your dad we hear <laughs> that's all, how he started the the, he, yeah. <laughs> that's how he started the winery right just kind of yep. playing around and getting going and coming up with stuff and you guys have always been like that i've known you guys since you guys were little so it's kind <laughs> of uh an involvement to see you guys grow into what you guys are doing now. Let's go ahead and move into a couple other questions we've got for you guys. What are some things that helped get you started with your own individual operations?
4: We had a g- good start growing up. Grandpa was, he farmed for years. Grandpa's, he,
3: Grandpa's farmed since he was 14 years old and really instilled the passion in us boys, I think, as a young age, at a young age. Yeah,
4: he's always, every day, calling us to tell us what grain prices are. After, you know, 7 a.m., I see him anyway, and he he still has the drive for it. He don't leave around home much. He doesn't drive, he's on his gator, and he's always checking in on us and making sure we are doing everything that we can to be successful around the farm. My dad has just been extremely busy with this winery ever since 2006, and. He has been a huge help as well. He is always on top of it. you know, sun's out, let's go. It's time to he get gets in the fields. After you guys. oh yeah oh yeah, all the time. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, you know, out here, we're surrounded by family, which is nothing short of a blessing and when everyone's around, you know everybody's got your back, and they always always make sure that we're taken care of, as in the sense of.
3: Well, do we got parts? Do, I mean,
4: we, that's huge. Know, Grandma, mean, Grandma will cook. You know, our Aunt Pam will follow, follow us around with her leaf blower as we're cleaning the barn. Cleaning equipment. Cleaning equipment. And, you know, we'll hear about it. If there's something sitting outside in Grandma's yard, it's got to get in that barn. So we're we're pretty used to uh, being surrounded by family. Not everybody can do it. It just takes uh you kind of got to humble yourself and appreciate with – Everything you're surrounded with. So,
1: you can never have too much family around. So, no, especially when you're sure. starting out and getting going in a farming operation and stuff. So, in addition to the family support and all that kind of stuff, you guys both have financed your farms in two diff- very different ways. Let's start with Hunter. You went solely through. FSA, which is the Farm Service Agency, Mm -hmm. correct?
4: Yes, that's correct.
1: How did that all work for you in helping you?
4: Well, I. they say the things that you want the most happen when it's least expected. And it kind of just dawned on me like a ton of bricks. And over time, you know, I didn't want to say anything to anybody. And I kind of just stepped out didn't ask for validation from anyone, didn't ask for you know, anyone's approval, I just did it. And I figured it out and I talked to people at Ag Credit and the Farm Service Agency, and the route that, that I did go was through the Farm Service Agency. They offered a great young startup farmer program, great interest rate, and it just so happened that everything moved in a timely manner. The support I had from them in the office was phenomenal. It made it easy for me, and I learned a lot of new things when it comes to paperwork and taxes and everything in that realm. But it was stressful at the time. But once again, it was just a, b- a blessing that came came to. And
1: now, Hayden, your program was a little bit different.
4: So I used
3: the Ag Start. Program which was a 50/50 loan between uh, AG Credit and FSA, and it was two loans that make up one through two different agencies. And the benefits of that was just a lower down payment, lower interest rates. Just it just worked out, and it seemed like it was going to be my, I guess my best option in my shoes. So, and my payment structure. Was pretty flexible. You know, like if I wanted to make monthly payments or a yearly payment, that was very flexible. And I really liked that.
1: Additional benefits of the Ag Start program through Ag Credit is extended terms and also the lower fees, which in your case really helped out as well. A lot. So, as young, beginning small farmers, anything that you wish you knew before you got started on your own operation or what kind of caught you off guard
3: starting your own operation? How much paperwork was involved <laughs>
4: and, <you have laughs> and how to do
3: that paperwork.
4: Watch your numbers like a hawk and always have faith in God. I mean that works for us. Embrace opportunity. You can't be afraid of trying new things. You're kind of just grabbing the bull by the horns. Humble yourself and let go of the ego and just kinda of, kinda of go with the flow and trust and have that faith.
3: Work hard. Don't ever turn down an opportunity. And always listen to the elders in the community when it comes to farming because you can learn a lot. There's a lot of people in this, in our neighborhood that have a lot of knowledge, and, you know, they're willing to share it if you show the initiative to go to them and say, hey, I'm screwing up or I'm doing this wrong or what can I do here how can I do this. That's huge, you know, and that's – I guess I didn't really ever – look at it in that aspect until I bought a farm and just kind of knew that I had to do this stuff. And, you know, you got to take care or you got to take the opportunity of the resources that are in front of you. And I've been fortunate. I have a grandfather who's been farming for a very long time. I've got neighbors that help us out. You know, if we ever run into a problem, that was a big eye opener to me. You know, I always thought, okay, yeah, I can, I should be able to keep farming, you know, and when you really got to watch your bottom line and take a, keep a good eye on your numbers, you know, you take a lot of stuff that these guys talk to you about and they brought it up in the past and you just never really thought about it. That was the biggest eye-opener to me was learning how to do the paperwork and making the right decisions at the right time. And that was huge.
1: So what have you learned, like, going through all that paperwork? That I don't mean, like
3: paperwork.
1: <laughs> but as far as, like, the details that you need to know. Like, you know, we I know we've sat down and done your size and scale and um, projections and planning everything. So was that anything that you guys expected as young farmers out there? like, you, Or was it just... I want to jump in a tractor and get going. and It's a farm. lot
4: more than I, just
3: jumping in a tractor. I think that's a lot of, a lot of people look at farming as, oh, you're just going to jump in a tractor and drive around the field. And, oh, look at me, I'm driving a big new John Deere tractor. It ain't like that, you know. And, it's about bottom line. New paint is know, not yeah.
4: always the best thing. You know, use what you have, you know, collect resources. Try to try to get as the best equipment you can for the price you can afford.
3: I guess my mindset is, is if, you know, if that tractor will pull something, pull a planter across the field or pull a sprayer across the field, I don't care if it's green, red, purple, blue. It could be any color out there as long as it gets the job done and it ain't sitting in the shop broken. Then you know that's that's huge.
4: Um, well, another thing that I learned was you have to learn how to control your stress because if you get too wrapped up in your head, you'll make irrational decisions and you just have to kind of feel when the time's right, the time's right. And if something goes wrong, you kind of got to take a step back and evaluate what's going on. Because if you go in like a maniac, bad things could happen. And it's happened here, you know. It's this place is kind of a it can be a a pool of stress at times, which is I mean, that's with any business where you got a bunch of stuff going on around here. And learning how to Grasp and take control of a situation of that you don't feel like you have control over.
1: So it's a lot of trial and error along the way as well. Oh, a and lot trusting of trial your gut.
4: You kind of have to trust your intuition and go with it, you know. It's once you're in it, you're in it, you know. It's 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 a love for it. You have to love it and you have to want it. And you no matter what happens, it's it's the passion. It's the passion, you know. Me and him both have it. It's it's instilled in us, and it's
1: knowing the family. You guys have shown the epitome of that kind of passion for this industry and what you're doing, wanting to be better at it, and all that kind of stuff. I mean, i sat down with you guys many times and to hear you guys talk about the next plan and what you want to do next and all that kind of stuff. It's like you guys have these major goals in mind
4: strategic chaos
1: (laughs) pretty much right but you guys know that you have something that you want to achieve and you guys have the ambition and the knowledge in your back pocket from community members your grandpa your dad all that kind of stuff and you're just kind of really moving forward in a really good direction as far as what you guys want to do and grow, so
4: you have to have a plan, and you got to stick to that plan.
1: Well, I want to thank you guys both for joining us today. I appreciate you guys giving additional insight to uh, young, beginning, small farmers out there, and and going through the Ag Start program and using the Farm Service Agency and using your resources to the best of your ability <laughs> to make things work for yourselves.
3: One thing I can add into this is don't ever feel intimidated. You know, it, it can be intimidating at times, but to be successful, you got to take a chance and you can't be intimidated because, you know, after all, this isn't the easiest career in the world. If you put your mind to anything, you can do anything. And, you know, having good resources such as a good lender and good people to surround yourself with, is huge. So don't ever feel intimidated. You know, it's doable. Don't ever let anyone tell you it ain't doable neither.
1: Well, that wraps up another episode of Ag Credit Set It. If you like what you're hearing, please leave us a review and tell your friends about us. You can email us at podcast at agcredit.net with topics you'd like to hear. Thanks, and we'll see you next time. Thank you for listening to Ag Credit Set It. Want to talk ag in between episodes?
0: follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at AgCredit. For more tips and resources, visit agcredit.net and be sure to subscribe to the show in your favorite podcast player. Catch you next time.